This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Author of One Rental at a Time. It is 7 a.m. on the West Coast, and that must mean it is Thursday. Yes, folks, six days a week we do this daily show at 7.30. And then just to change it up, on Thursdays we do it at 7 a.m. We do that, of course, because we have one of our multimillionaire experts uh, talking at 7.30, so I want to make sure this is the first thing you see, so we do it at 7. Uh, lots of exciting stuff to talk to uh, today, but uh, the first thing I want to do is ask you a question, get a little bit of interaction, and I will answer it at the end of this video. So CNBC uh, did a um, survey of millionaires, and they categorized these millionaires by generations, Gen Z, Millennials, Gen X, Baby Boomers, Silent Generation. And what was interesting was what percent of the millionaires in each age bracket held at least 25% of their net worth in crypto. I thought this was amazing. So I'm going to ask you, what percent of million Millennial millionaires, millennial millionaires, hold at least 25% of their net worth in crypto. Go ahead and leave that percentage below. And then what percent of Gen X or baby boomers do you think have 25% of their net worth in crypto? So I will answer that at the end. I think it will be, for me, it highlights the vast generational difference and at least gives me pause to ask questions because I think there's I think there's something in there that we need to kind of uncover. But to start off the daily financial news on Thursday, June 10th, we've got to talk about CPI. Over the weekend, uh, I told you that the most important number of the week was going to come today, Thursday, and boy, it was hot. It was like really, really hot. So CPI came in at 5% in May. Uh, folks were expecting 4.7. And just in case you don't remember, in April, it was 4.2. Uh, when you break that down, that is the highest since 2008, August 2008 specifically. It's interesting to note, August 2008, before the start of the financial crash, that ought to give you pause, right? We were right at the tail end of a boom. Kind of interesting to think about. Core, which actually ex excludes highly variable food and energy or gas, was actually up 3.8. That is also above expectations, which were 3.5. And unlike the headline, which again was 5%, core, this had to get the Fed's attention, Core is the highest in 28 years. Yes, you got to go back to the early 90s to find a core inflation number above 3.8. It's quite obvious 
that there's too much cash, too much money, too much credit in the system chasing too few goods. Now, yes, a lot of that will be transitory. Again, used cars, used cars last month, I think it was 10%. This month, 7.1%. So yes, some of that will work itself out. But I want to remind you that inflation, it could be really made up of several aspects. There is kind of supply chain disruption, yes. There is kind of commodities, and we've seen lumber come down, for example, yes. But there is wage inflation. Wage inflation is sticky. It, Once it's up, it generally speaking, doesn't come down. Think about, I think it was yesterday we talked about Chipotle. Chipotle did not raise prices because their burrito shells or chicken or cheese cost more. They raised prices 4% because of wages. Wage inflation. Now again, wage inflation, as I've said for several months now, is here. It is sticky. It is net-net good. We are bringing up the bottom rung of the service industry. So just realize there is a price to pay. Next up, we've talked about jobless claims for more than a year. Thankfully, it is still under 400,000. The trend down continues. Uh, 376,000 new claims. The expectation was 370. Yeah, close enough to be, be okay. Again, we get to about 250. That is pre-crisis levels just for uh, you know, comparison sake. So again, not quite there, but but again, heading in the right direction. Uh, found a report from Core Logic. Core Logic does a lot of real estate oriented um, reports and forecasts and things of that nature. What I wanted to highlight here is if you're following the one rental at a time strategy mantra, you're doing the work. You're adding rental units, specifically single family homes or fourplexes and below. I want you to realize you are changing your future. Core logic, just this year, so what is that, six months and 10 days? If you own one, two, four, 10 single family homes, generally speaking, you are doing all right. According to Core Logic, homeowners have added $2 trillion to their net worth. That is roughly speaking $33,000 per home. So if you own one, if you own two, if you own three, you've added 100K to your net worth in six months. And oh, by the way, if you follow what I talk about, you have fixed rate debt and it cash flows. You are, you are winning. If you want to change your financial future, conservative financing, fixed rate debt, hold for the long term. One rental at a time in a nutshell. It, it does take hard work, but thankfully the market is loosening up. Students in the course, How to Get Started One Rental at a Time, are doing more deals, writing more offers. I'm excited. We have that goal of 500, and I, I think we're going to get there, even though we're only 10 days in. I, I'm starting to feel pretty good. Uh, Black Knight. Black Knight is the servicer who has been tracking the forbearance numbers. I think they peaked at 4.1. They stuck about 3.2 to 3.4 million for a long time. Well, they are now at 2 million. 
Folks, this avoidable foreclosure is going to, again, likely wipe out at least half of that, if not more. So the big wave, the big housing crash, idiots on YouTube, it's not happening. Uh, in fact, uh, the housing forecasts that I have seen and I have talked about and I have shared with you kind of go like this. 2020, let's call it 15, call it 12, whatever you want. 2021 will be less, seven or eight. 2022 will be less, something like three or four, and something in 2023 will be one or two. We are going from 100 miles an hour to 40 to 20 to 15. Those numbers are not negative. They are not crash. But some people on YouTube are going to talk about a crash. I can already see the headline. Housing appreciation crashes 50%. Well, if you go from 15 to 8, yeah, I guess that's kind of 15. That's 50%. I'll take 8% appreciation on our rental home. So keep doing the work. Only do good or great deals. If you need help with that, link below for the course. Check out what other people are doing. Uh, a couple of earnings calls I told you that were important on Sunday that I wanted to look at. First and foremost, GameStop. I actually don't know what I expected. No, I do know. I expected them to announce something. <clears throat> Excuse me. Their earnings call was about 15 minutes long. No questions. Frankly, that's not a good look. The only thing they really told us is we want to issue more, more shares. They want to issue 5 million more shares. It's the cheapest form of debt. They're running a basically a brick-and-mortar business. They're hiring a bunch of executives from Amazon. But damn. I mean, really? That's the stock you want to, uh, you want to go to the moon? Pretty crazy. RH, uh, Restoration Hardware, I believe is what it used to be called. Uh, they are basically a high-end furniture store. I talked about them over the weekend. Uh, they beat top and bottom, top revenue, bottom earnings, and they raised. They see no slowdown in the future. Uh, they have seen a slight improvement in supply chain, but only slightly. Their CEO... Again, RNH CEO in the question and answer session said he expects the consumer, you and I, to possibly act like the roaring 20s with exuberant consumer behavior. When I heard that, I'm like, oh my God, he is expecting people to spend, spend, spend. He's probably right. We like to spend money. Don't do it. Invest. Uh, read a little bit more about the RV maker Thor Industries, which I think came out on Tuesday. Turns out, for the first time, they have $14 billion in backlog. They basically have sold out of everything they have produced, or will, I'm sorry, will produce the rest of the year. That's a hell of a backlog. So back to the question that I started with. how, What percentage of millennial millionaires hold at least 25% of their net worth, which again, if you're doing the rough math, worth a million bucks, how much of that is 25%? That's 250 grand. I was shocked by this number. Shocked. 47% of millennials, right? The younger age group, my daughter's age, which makes me old. 47% of millennials who, who are millionaires, right? You got to add that on, hold at least 25% of their net worth in crypto. 
what? But that just goes to show the generational change, right? That generation grew up with the phone, right? The, uh, the iPhones and the you know, smartphones and all of that. Where older, older millionaires, they just said older. So I'm going to say like baby boomers and silent generation. 83% of baby boomers and the silent generations have zero, zero in crypto. That is amazing. So I think, I think we, the older people who think crypto's a scam and crypto's this, that, the other, we have to realize there's a whole generation behind us that um, don't feel that way. Not saying it's right or wrong. It's just maybe we should take a pause as the older older generation and go, hmm, that's interesting. I think that's very interesting that 40, what is it? 47% of millennial millionaires hold 25% of their net worth in crypto. I think that's interesting. I don't know what it means yet. Just read it this morning, but I'm going to think about it. So that's what I got for you today. Again, it is Thursday. That means we talk with our good friend, Jonathan Twomley, here in about 17 minutes. I hope you have a wonderful day. And remember, if you are a follower of this channel, if you're one of my students and you close a deal, please, please, please tell me about it. I'm trying to help see if we can't get 500 deals done this year. And uh, right now we're on a pretty good pace 10 days in. So if you want to help and be a part of it, let me know in a comment below. Tag me on Instagram, Facebook group, whatever you want. Let's figure it out. Let's have some fun. Take care. Bye-bye.